coming to you live on a Google Hangout on a Sunday morning, and that can only mean one thing. It's Natty Bros Podcast. I'm Zach Brooks. And I'm Anthony D'Angelo. Coming up on the pod, we discuss the fine line between fandom and friendship. Should Twitter rewrite the rule books in LA or London, which is the new frontier of the NFL? All that uh, and the chug. But first, our, our usual house business. If you're not already, subscribe to us uh, by visiting nattybros.com. Uh, or you can find us on iTunes. Also, follow us on Twitter, uh, at Natty Bros. And you can find us on Facebook, Natty Bros Podcast. Facebook us. Facebook us. <laughs> is, there, is, is there a more annoying saying in the, in the parlance of our times that inbox me? Inbox me? No, I hate it. It doesn't even make any sense. No, what? it doesn't <laughs> at all. What does that mean? Does that mean email you? Does that mean, like, open up your inbox for you? Could mean a lot of things. That may not be suitable for work. That, that, <laughs> that, that, may, that may be a Natty Bros After Dark topic. Oh, man. So, okay. Well, you know, plenty... I, I guess you could say plenty of stuff going on in the world of sports. I mean, you know, there's a World Series going on. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports, right? Yeah, right. There's about to be some football. Um, <laughs> are, are, are you potentially prepared for some football? <laughs> I am ready to maybe chili today. Chili's, today's a good chili day, I think. Ooh, it is. It is. I'm going to have to make some chili. I mean, this is, I feel like like we've, we've now hit the time of the year where it's just cool enough out. Where we're maybe you're not doing as much standing outside grilling, but you're you're focused more on your on your crock pot, uh, uh, like like tailgating foods, right? Yeah. So, oh, so, 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 do you like the crock pot or the grill better? I, I mean, I I don't I don't I don't see it as a as an you know as an or I, I see it as an and. I mean, if you're gonna make burgers, why not put some chili on them? If you're gonna make some burgers, why not maybe put some you know some buffalo chicken dip on them? Oh man! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I I mean, this is America, damn it. We can yeah, do, let's, do whatever the hell we some, want. I'm gonna do some chefing today. Is chefing like inbox me? <laughs> Chef me. <laughs> see, but see, see, that's the thing. Like, like if if I'm asking you to make me something to eat, I'm not gonna say chef me or well i was gonna say or mouth me but that's, uh, uh, okay let, let's not suitable for a sunday morning right? yeah yeah let, let's let's move on so, holy day um you know what one of the things that that we uh that, that came up somewhat organically uh over the course of our our, our, our many discussions is well I, was it only last week last saturday yeah um, not a not a very good not a very good sports day for you. The the Detroit Tigers were, were knocked out of uh, knocked out of the playoffs. Um, and you know, as as a friend, I I wanted to, you know, you kind of want to be there to be like, ah, oh, sorry, but you know, you, you want to be there to to be somewhat consoling, conciliatory, but you know. There's kind of a fine line there, right? You know, at what point do you you say something nice, and at what point do you kind of troll? At what I point do you just depends. say nothing at all? So, playoff friend etiquette, or just sports friend etiquette in general, right? Words etiquette, etiquette. I don't know. Did I spell that wrong? <laughs> yeah, it looks like I was trying. I thought it was some weird word because you spell it with a D. It's definitely not etiquette. 
And then oh, I was like, playoff uh, eradicate? What is this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how how should you completely eradicate any friends during the playoffs? <laughs> Probably by listening to this podcast. Probably. Uh, I think it depends on the person. Depends on the 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 game, the loss. Um, you know, when Michigan State loses, the only people I want to talk to about it are other Michigan State fans who are as sure. like self-loathing as me. Yeah. And in general, I feel like I want to talk to self, to other self-loathing people. What um, has has there ever been a time where you have been during a loss where you have been absolutely unconsolable? Where like like even other state fans or Tigers fans or you know LA Lakers fans like just <laughs> <laughs> just were not enough to uh, you know to mitigate the heartbreak. I mean, it's definitely a Michigan State game, probably. I feel like there have been some Michigan State basketball games that I've been pretty unconsolable after some uh, some March Madness. Yeah. A lot of the big MSU football losses, knock on wood, have been like I don't know if I should knock on wood for that, but have been kind of blowouts from the beginning. Like a lot of the Notre Dame games that we've played, it's like yeah, like the last couple of years when we've played them, they've just destroyed us. When we played Alabama in the bowl game, like that game was over from the second drive of the game. So it's it's like when that happens, you just kind of you have the whole game to process it. Yeah. Which I feel like makes it go a little faster. Like Michigan State lost to North Carolina in uh, the national championship a couple years ago and was just out of the game three minutes in. And so the whole game you're sitting there like, you know, kind of coming to terms with the fact that um, that they lost. Well, and, and, and I think that, that, that brings up another point is, you know, what we're talking about predominantly is after the game is over, after a loss – you know, let's say you're you've got a friend in another city, or you're not at the game with, or at a bar watching the game with a friend, and you know you you're sitting there, you know, on your on your phone, and you're like, do I text him? Do I call? Do I just like stay? Do I leave something, like something on his Facebook wall? Do I tweet at him? Uh, but what if you're there? What if you're like hanging out with your friends at like their house, or you're at a bar, and like everything goes to shit. Do you say like at what point do you just like buy your friend a beer and kind of like slowly walk away, or at what point is just just do, do you pretend like everything's cool? I think the whole buy your friend a beer thing, um, yeah, that helps. You can just bring them over a shot and be like, here, man, take that. There's also when you're there, there's a lot of like knowing looks that you can give each other if you're if you're you know you, you know each other's sports habits enough, so you can just be like, yeah, like yeah, you, like got, a, you got you got that face, yeah, you know. A little, little bit of, uh, a little bit of that. Now, um, here's a, here's a like, question for you: What if you're suddenly a fan of the other team? Like all of a sudden, you become this <laughs> giant fan of I don't know. Let's say the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I, w- I would imagine that you'd be a little too busy grasping onto the rails of the bandwagon as to not fall off. <laughs> but you know, I, I think that. So let's say that you're with someone who, uh, let's say, grew up in an area, has been invested in that in, in, in Team A for their entire lifetime. And let's say you are, are a relative newcomer to, to Team B. I, I, I think it is imp- I, I think it's incumbent upon the fan of Team B. It, it, it's, it's almost like, like traffic laws. Like, I think you need to let... 
I, I think Team A has the right. I think the fan of Team A has the right of way. I, I think the fan of Team A who has had more invested, who has a a longer, uh, more uh, involved history, um, should be allowed to kind of have the the, the emotional right away that comes with. With, with with the loss, yeah, and I mean it's a hard it's a hard situation if you're the if you're in the minority fan group, you know you're you're rooting for the fan that that most of or the team that most of the other fans aren't, because you yeah. still want to you know you still want to hang out with your friends you still want to go to the bar with them, but you just got to kind of you know if that if that happens you know say say you're a say you're a St Louis Cardinals fan hanging out with a bunch of Red Sox fans last night, yeah, and, and that crazy play at the end of the game happens you got to kind of. Just quietly pay your tab and maybe wait outside. Which is why I'm a big fan of paying my tab before the game is over. Because if, or, or, or frankly, just paying cash. Because, like, yeah, paying cash. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, or at the end of the game, literally, sometimes you just need to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Um, and. You know, beyond beyond, if you're at a very busy bar and having to wait a long time to settle your tab at at some bars that we know. Um, <laughs> Outside of alcohol, what other ways have you consoled friends uh, or consoled yourself after a bad loss? Three words: New York pizza. Pizza's always good. Yeah. Cheers. Uh, I feel like there was a, there were a couple times when we we were like, all right, let's just go get pizza, and watch Cheers, and like forget yeah, about this. Yeah, I, I I remember. I think I think one of, the, and it's probably some of the most uncontrollable I've been. But I remember um, a couple of years ago when when Notre Dame lost to Michigan in that awful game when when Denard Robinson was just like underthrowing passes and like we couldn't figure out that hey, just just stop three feet. Before the receiver, because that's where it's going to go. He, he he's not going to overthrow you. He sucks. Don't worry about it. Um, I I remember I I watched it. I was living at G Street. I watched it at K Street, and I remember I like everything Notre Dame that I had on, which I think was most of everything. I just like threw on the floor, and then I I stormed out of out of out of K Street, and then like. Just did not say a single word to anybody around me for hours, maybe like two or three hours. It, it was just, I was just that upset. Um, but it sometimes happens. it's good. To, sometimes it's good to talk to somebody. You know, if you if you got another friend who's equally as upset, yeah. just to just to vent. Just yeah. You know, I I have I have yelled fire so and so, cut so and so after games. Yeah. Uh, a lot. Well, and, and if and if you're listening at home, w- w- let's say you're you're watching this before the NFL games today, or before you know soccer games today, or, or what have you. Um, and and if you feel like you need somebody to talk to, if you feel like you need someone who cares, tweet at us at Natty Bros, email us Natty Bros Podcast at gmail dot com, right on our Facebook wall. Tell us if you need a little uh, Natty Bro TLC, and you can use the hashtag NB. TLC with, with you with your with your requests for uh, for some tender loving chicken or care <laughs> care and just remember I'm, I'm, I'm hungry I haven't had I haven't eaten I haven't eaten yet either uh, just remember folks after a loss don't go chasing waterfalls yeah stick to the rivers <laughs> and lakes that you're used to.
<laughs> Did you watch that TLC documentary that everybody was tweeting about last week? There's a TLC documentary on last week? some TLC show on that everybody's tweeting about, but it was during, like... Are you sure it wasn't a show on TLC? No, it was about the... Because... Son of a pig. I don't know. I wonder if it's on TLC. Oh, jeez. Boom. <laughs> <be> crazy TLC <laughs> to the Boom. max. <laughs> um, all right. Well, you know, let's, let's go to, to something that, that, that perhaps a, a fan in, in your life uh, may have needed some consoling about last night. And that's a, a, a pretty crazy, I, I think pr- quite possibly one of the craziest ways in a, a World Series game. If you haven't heard already, um, St. Louis Cardinals won, was it 5-4 to four last night? Yeah, I mean, it was like one run. They won by yeah, one. over the Boston Red Sox uh, in, a, in a controversial call that was, so the, the run was awarded because of, of a of the third baseman, Will Middlebrooks, obstructing the runner going home. So, look, we're not going to sit here and analyze the play. We're not going to sit here and argue about whether or not it was obstruction or, you know, yada, yada, yada. I, I frankly don't care. I don't have a real dog in the fight. Zach, do you care? Uh, I mean, I just want each of these games to be as heartbreaking for the two fan bases as possible because I sure. don't like either of these fan bases. Okay. Well, you know, just, just pure schadenfreude. Yep. Great. So, I, I think... I think the, the most interesting thing to me as a neutral is, you know, whenever something like this happens, I love going on the Twitter and just seeing just the shit show erupt, right? It was just like, like, and, and to be honest, I went, like, I wasn't really even watching the game. I was, I was at the gym and I saw like the seventh and eighth inning and then Pumping I just iron. came, yeah, just, just doing that. No actual weights. I'm just doing this. <laughs> um, and and I came back, and I, I was I was on Twitter, and I may have been sending a couple emails or something. And then all of a sudden, b- boom, everything exploded on, like, Twitter just literally blew up. And so, like, I feel like there's, like, multiple stages of, like, a sports, like, a sports catastrophe, like, Twitter reaction. And I feel like, like, it's, it's, like, disbelief, and then outrage, and then, like... And then this, like, misguided, like, hey, this should be, like, this is how we, like, like make sure this never happens again. Where does the gif floating around of it, like, fall in there? Is that before disbelief? I, I, I think, I think that, I think the, the, the gif is the bridge between disbelief and outrage. Because I think for a lot of people who maybe haven't seen it, that is their that's their instant replay. Yeah. Right? It, it's it's the it's them them looking up on, on the Megatron and, and saying, Oh, you know, okay, well that that's either legit or not legit. So so I, I, I think I think what what's really interesting is, you know, look, over a year ago we we sat down and we, we did our first breaking bruise pod about the fail Mary, the, the replacement refs and, you know, th- that, that whole thing. And, you know, that spurred a lot of, I mean, not only on Twitter, but especially on Twitter, a, a lot of, um, a lot of debate and a lot of complaining about the, the situation as it was. And I think a lot of people would recognize that that was, that was one of the things that, that pushed, um, you know, the league to bring the real refs back. 
I don't think it was Twitter that pushed the. I mean, it, it partially, but I feel like it was just all of the bad publicity. Like, sure. It a role, but like, there was just so much bad publicity, and people had predicted that it was going to come down to this at some yeah, point. Yeah, but but you know, what w- what is the role of and and we'll just we'll single we'll single out social media, but but I think I think media and kind of general fan reaction. What what should the role of that be towards? changing rules in sports. I mean, I don't think fan reaction should have much of a role in it. It's just the same as when I yell, fire this coach when we yeah. lose. That they shouldn't fire them because I said that because I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, you know, maybe it can it can help set the, the mode, the mood. Um, yeah. But I don't <laughs> think, like, <laughs> words was tough. The, the, the mean, the median. Yeah. Um, and, and, I mean, like, it'll it'll help drive the publicity and the outrage, but I don't think it's it should be the number one factor. So, I, and, and, and to a large extent, I agree with you, but I'm going to play devil's advocate here. <laughs> you know, if sports is a business, and we are consumers... Shouldn't shouldn't consumer taste drive the direction of the business? Yeah, but I would say less than ten percent of people who are watching that game are like hardcore tweeting about it. Sure, but and and and, and I I would I would potentially argue, but you know those who are hardcore tweeting about it are are, are the ones who have invested that they've invested more, right? Like you you know they're watching the game. You, you know that they they have they care so much about the game that that they have decided to make their their opinions publicly known. With that in mind, they also I mean you know the, like I feel like if if you were to if you were to do a survey of people who who tweet who like like maybe not even like live tweet a game but like tweet about sports during a sporting event, mm-hmm. they're probably more likely to. You know, to be ticket holders, to buy merchandise, right? To to be to be more invested in, to, to be more invested in those teams. So I, I I think, I mean, yeah, you're you're probably talking about a minority and, and maybe even a relatively small minority, but one one that that for its size is fairly powerful. Yeah, but is if they don't change a rule because of Twitter outrage, is that person tweeting going to stop watching their team? No, no. Like but they're I, so invested, they're obviously they they mean they're going to come back no matter what. So like, I, I, unless you royally piss somebody off, in which like which I don't think this this you know if we're going back to this controversial walk off yesterday like that would I don't care how big of you know I don't care if you're Bill Simmons like. You know. Oh, I I mean look like you know to, to think that like Bill Simmons is going to boycott Game Four because. Exactly. It, it, it's it's ridiculous, but I I guess you know if if you're if you're major league baseball, do you do you take another look at this rule? Do you say well, and and do you do you do it perhaps in part because of the reaction of the fans? I mean, sure. I think just because yeah, the reaction of the fans, and I think that it was a controversial call, and they will look at that rule, and I think they're going to find that the rule was correct because if you watch the video of that play, Middlebrooks trips him. And he would have been home 
in plenty of time, and he wouldn't have gotten tagged out. Like, he only got tagged out because he was tripped. At yeah. first, when I saw it, I didn't really, even though I knew it was going to happen, I was watching, and I was like, I don't really understand what's going on. But then as you watch the consecutive replays, you're like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what happened. Like, you know, sorry, Red Sox fans. And um, Boston fans kind of got, got two kind of obscure rules pulled on them to lose games in less than a week. Because the Patriots lost on that on that pushing rule last week. Yeah. Well, well, look. I, I mean, you know, this is. Uh, yeah, and I, I don't know if this is. <clears throat> yeah, I, I mean, you know, per, perhaps one of these things is. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the best way to phrase this. Like, you know, is it kind of incumbent upon a guy like like like, like Will Middlebrooks to you know the rules better? Right, you know, to, to to know not not to just kind of flop down in the middle of the base path, and, and, and who knows what he, you know, he might know the rules, he might not. It, it, I think that's such an interesting discussion. Is like, do athletes actually know the rules? You know, when you see the when you see the kick returner who steps out of the end zone and then tries to take a knee, and they give him the safety, yeah. which happens. Like I feel it happens like once a year. Like you're a kick returner, you don't have a ton of rules to know. Shouldn't you know that one? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, certainly baseball. I, I feel like baseball has a lot of like relatively arcane and, and complicated rules. I mean, it's, it's an incredibly old sport, but I, I don't know. Like, if, if you're if you're a corner infielder, like I don't know. Like, I, I feel like that's something that you should know. But, I don't feel like he did it intentionally. No, I, I don't think it was intentionally. But but if but I don't think the rule takes intent into a, to to effect. No, it doesn't. But it, you know, I'm saying that he didn't do it because. He like thought that he could get away with it and didn't realize it was a rule. Sure, sure. No, I, I think you get that. Well, if if you're if you're still with us and uh, you know if, if you think that the all of the outrage uh, that happened last night will will maybe help change the rule, if if you think that uh, that Major League Baseball should stick their guns, uh, ignore the Twitterati and uh, and and keep the rule in place as is. Uh, tweet us at Natty Bros. Um, send us an email, Natty Bros Podcast at gmail.com, or right on our wall, find us Natty Bros Podcast on Facebook. And if you're if you're interested in the Twitter outrage or just following sports on Twitter, I have um, two really good resources that you should follow. One is BuzzFeed Sports. They post uh, gifs and pictures from games almost immediately after they happen. And the other is CJ Folger. Uh, and I think it's spelled like Folgers Coffee. Uh, he also he primarily posts NBA stuff, but anytime there's a game on, he's posting gifs from it. And uh, BuzzFeed and Deadspin use his gifs a lot. Hmm. So uh, those guys those guys are both really good for for seeing the stuff immediately that it happened. The, uh, the the best part of watching sports is Folgers gifs in your Twitter feed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was your uh, what was your favorite Twitter reaction last night? Um. Like I feel like right after, right after, immediately right after it happened, the level of like WTFs and like wait what and like what just happened, like that, that kind of verbalization of of you know of people's like internal mind like 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 monologues was just fantastic, uh, and, and also and also completely unnecessary. Because, I, I thought like, it was oh, go ahead. No, no, it's just. It's like okay, well, what are you really adding to this conversation beyond the acknowledgement that something weird happened? Yeah, but, sure. Ryan Rosillo was. Uh, oh, and Bill Simmons actually just tweeted. But Ryan Rosillo last night posted. Uh, he just kept retweeting people talking about how Jim Joyce should kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> See, I 
I I love I love people who like will just like find like an absurd like like you know like absurd topic and just retweet people to like it, it's almost like like a Twitter shaming process. Yeah, no, I think that that's what that was. And uh, Bill Simmons just actually like right on cue. It's like he's listening to our podcasts. Uh, he tweeted, "Couldn't tweet last night. Too angry. Would have been." Would have, wouldn't have been pretty. Moving forward, series ain't over. The cards aren't exactly the twenty-seven Yankees. So he's, uh, he's also tweeting from a BlackBerry. What? <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> but I think I've heard like people make fun of him that he has twenty-seven cell phones, and I totally believe he's got like ten cell phones. Like he's got one in each pocket and like a bunch on on his belt loops. Oh God! I I, I see a belt loop BlackBerry guy. I would really? I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll admit that. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I will I, I will admit that I used to be a belt loop BlackBerry guy. BlackBerry guy would actually, and I know this is jumping ahead, but BlackBerry guy would be a pretty good Halloween costume. You just go as like ridiculous like 2004 BlackBerry guy. <laughs> you have a giant brick on your on your pants, and like I don't know what else you would do. Just maybe 2004 guy in general. Yeah, yeah. Do you have like a, like a giant brick on your pants? Like you have like like a Bush Cheney bumper sticker on your on your back. <laughs> yeah. Um. Or like you're like really against the Iraq War. <laughs> you're giving um, people you're giving people a uh, business card with your MySpace link on it. Yeah, I don't know. Like you have a job. Is that I don't know. Like, dot com. Yeah, like. Yeah, like yeah, whatever people did know for. I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I was that, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um. Well, let, let's let's move on to mixed case here. Um, some some interesting news in the world of 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 movies and media. Uh, you want you want to you want to fit this one up? Yeah. So uh, I think it was Vulture or The Verge. I don't really remember who posted it, but uh, they posted an article that now Netflix released their their quarterly earnings report, and they have more subscribers than HBO. Wow. Uh, which is a pretty big. You know, it's a pretty big change because HBO yeah. has been around for since the '80s, and you know, historically, it's like it's not TV, it's HBO. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not it's not HBO, it's Netflix. Uh, yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on the? Is that surprising to you that that Netflix has more subscribers than HBO? I I, I think what's what's surprising to me is beyond their original content, which I mean, look, I never really got into House of Cards. Um, I really did not like the new Arrested Development season. Um, I, I should probably give it another shot, but I, it, it just didn't really stick with me. Um, I haven't seen Orange is the New Black. I've heard that's yeah. really, really good. I, I I, I've, heard, I, I, I've heard it's phenomenal, too, but, you know, bandwidth. Yeah. Um, their, their average movie, just like that you can watch on demand, is not very good. Like, I feel like the movies that we can watch on Xfinity... Like like the the new movies that come up on on Xfinity, or just your average movie that you can stream on Xfinity is significantly better than Netflix, and, and that th- that's one of the things that is frustrating to me because like you know like I'm not a big TV guy, no, like you're not. like like I just I just feel like like wading into a, to a large series, I'm never gonna finish it. It's just a waste of time for me, but. I, I might have 90 minutes or two hours for a movie. And I feel like if, if, they're, if, they're, if their streaming movie selection was a lot better, I would spend a lot more time watching Netflix, but it's just not. And I feel like, you know, you just have to, Netflix doesn't have a good way to monitor what movies are streaming on there. Like there's a website, instantwatcher.com to do that, but there's not a good way to be like, okay, 
is this movie streaming? You know, give me an alert when the movie I want to see is streaming. Uh, they don't really have a way to do that. I think that would be helpful. Now, I started watching House of Cards this week because I yeah. have a little bit more bandwidth now that football or that baseball is over, and I am I'm absolutely like in love with that show. It, it, everybody talked about how good it was, and I was skeptical. It is yeah. really really good, uh, and it makes me want to give you know some of these other Netflix shows a, a chance because so many people talk about how much they like them. Yeah. Uh, now I don't think it's surprising to me at all that Netflix has now surpassed HBO because in order to get HBO, you need to have um, you need to have cable. You can't just order HBO. You know, Netflix is fifteen dollars a month. HBO is fifteen dollars a month on top of a cable bill. Yeah, that's it, that's a pretty big hurdle to get past when well, people are cutting the cord and getting away from having cable. Well, and and frankly, I mean, is is Netflix the the first truly a la carte channel? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, I I I, I think this is I think this is what what so many people have been asking for 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 years. Where it's like, well, well, hell, if I could just buy ESPN, ESPN two. Like, like, you know, if I could just like buy like, you know, five sports, sports channels, and and that's it, and not have to worry about HD TV or whatever the hell, or you know, Lifetime TLC. or TLC. I mean, don't go chasing superfluous cable channels. Like, <laughs> then, then you know, it saves some money. Like, I would be happy, but. And you can do that with Netflix. If you if you're not a sports fan, really, why, you know, why do you need to have cable? You can catch everything on demand. Oh, totally. You know, online on demand on on Hulu, Netflix. Yeah. Um, well, but as a sports fan, you kind of have to have cable. Now, there was also a report that came out this week that HBO, and I, this might be in reaction to the Netflix announcement, that HBO is working with Comcast to start offering HBO to go. That's their online app. Uh, by itself, so you don't have to actually have HBO. You can just buy through Comcast. You have Comcast Internet. You can pay extra money and get HBO access through your internet. So you don't have to have cable anymore. Yeah, I think, that, I think that's what channels are going to have to start doing. Yeah, I, I, I think so. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out in the long run, and 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 what and what the the networks end up doing as as well if they if they change their model at all after this. Yeah. Um, and HBO to go is also a really good app and it's got tons of content on there and it's all on demand it on your iPad. So it does uh, recommended. So, so, you know, so let's, let's move on to, to, to movies that are out right now. So did, did you see Captain Phillips? Yeah, I saw Captain Phillips and you saw the counselor. I did. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's keep this relatively short so we, we can get to the chug, but how, what do you think about Captain Phillips? Oh, I thought it was a thrill ride. It was great. I mean, obviously, I loved it because I had Tom Hanks in it. Uh, and I, I was looking through IMDb and just trying to see what Tom Hanks movies I haven't seen. Yeah. Not to get too far off, but, you know, just in terms of the Tom Hanks. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever seen Splash. And I think I need to no? see Splash. I feel like that's, like, a, a pretty important movie in his collection that I haven't seen. In American history. Yeah. Splish Splash, right? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But speaking of splashing, so there's a lot of splashing water in Captain Phillips. Uh, There were waves, and the water water hit up against the boat. Uh, It it was nothing like what I expected. I guess I didn't really know the the whole true story, and maybe I read Wikipedia before. Uh, But I thought that when they show in the preview that, like, they show the, the... the raft going off the boat. I thought that was like towards the end of the movie and that's like towards the beginning. So the preview didn't spoil the movie the way I thought it did. 
Well, let's hope that, that you didn't just spoil the movie the way... The, the way no, the I don't think I did. I think I'm pretty spoiler-free. Yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, no, it's, it's a... Tom Hanks does a pretty awesome job. His acting at the end is really, really good. Um, mm-hmm. It's worth seeing. I think it's worth seeing the theater, too, because there's you know, water and stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. Aqua. Yeah. Um, you know, I... So I saw The Counselor last night, and, and, and I'll, I'll try to keep this as spoiler-free as possible, too, but... I feel like there are some movies where, like, at the end of the first scene, you're just like, okay, yeah, I don't know about this. And, the end and, of the first scene? End of the first scene. And, and, and to be honest, I, I, look, I went into this with incredibly high expectations. Ridley Scott, Cormac McCarthy, this cast is freaking incredible. But I, I, I... I I just felt like there were some parts of the dialogue that didn't pass the laugh test with me, and and I and I felt like there was. I mean, I I I think like the lessons and the larger kind of like themes were very similar to movies like No Country for Old Men. I mean, look, it, it's it's a Cormac McCarthy script, right? So, I mean, you know, a lot of his stuff has has very 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 similar. Um, you know, very similar themes to it. But, I mean, to be absolutely honest, like, I feel like I, I could have just gone and watched All Country for No Men again and and, and been absolutely happy. I, I just, there, there was a lot with this movie that was, um, I don't know, like, it just didn't sit right with me. I mean, first of all, it, it's an incredibly violent movie, uh, which I'm fine with. And, I mean, look, like, you know, I'm going to go see Old Boy in the, the first week it's in theaters, right? Like, it, it's not like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay with violence. But, like, I, I feel like the violence and the sexuality were almost a little too over the... They, they kind of outpaced what they were trying to convey. And that, plus a little bit of shitty dialogue. I don't know. It just it didn't, it didn't work for me. Huh. I'll have yeah. to. I feel like I have to see this movie because you said like I can't see how it could be that bad. It yeah, looks. I, I it just I can't figure out what was bad about it. Even like as much as you've talked about it, I can't. I can't figure it out. So I feel like I need to. I, I'm going to need to see it. But maybe I'll wait until it's out on DVD or Redbox. Yeah, that, I think that's. I mean, look, this is not a movie that you need to see in the theaters. I'll, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Like it, there, there's nothing. This isn't gravity. This isn't like. One of those epics. It, it's, but you know, and I, I texted you this last night. Like, if this was on HBO, and, and this is my, my first time watching it, and I had the same reaction I did, you know, last night, probably just would have changed the channel. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the one thing about seeing a movie in the theater is it, it kind of keeps you there. Like, you're not going to leave. Yeah. And you're, not, and you're and you're distraction free. If I'm at home and I don't like that movie, I might just get on, you know, get on Twitter or do something else. Sure, sure. Uh, but, you know, by the time that's on HBO, we might yeah. have HBO a la carte. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. Uh, I, there's a lot of other movies that I've heard are really good that are out. 12 Years a Slave is supposed to be fantastic. I think I actually might go watch that. I and, mean, th- th- that, that's supposed to be another incredibly violent movie. Yeah. I, I've heard that there's a lot of similarities between Counselor and 12 I mean, not to mention the cast, but, like, yeah. the violence and the dark, the dark movies. But um, I've heard a lot of people think that might be up for Best Picture. Uh, and the other one that I've heard is really good that's out is, uh, and I don't remember what it's called right now, but it's the Robert Redford where he's on a boat movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
it's like I think it's one of those where you'll either love or hate because the entire the movie starts with Robert Redford out on a boat and it ends with Robert Redford out on a boat. Like the entire movie takes place Spoiler just alert. him. I know. Spoiling all kinds of movies. Uh, and last last movie related kind of review. I watched this movie Disconnect the other night. Huh. Uh, I red boxed it and it's it's got Jason Bateman in a serious role, which was like different. Yeah. And, and the movie is all about because it's like these three three storylines sort of like the way crash is set up and they intersect mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Uh, but how the internet is like causing people's lives to be screwed up. And like, I guess the, the message is like, we're disconnected because we're so connected. Uh, um, but it's, it's interesting. It makes you kind of depressed and be like, I shouldn't be on Twitter right now, but I don't know. It's worth, it's worth checking out for a dollar 20 on Redbox, It's worth checking out. Fair enough. Well, you know, Red so box, it, it's, yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's Redbox me like the, you know, is that like the, the movie version of Inbox me? Yeah. All right, well, let's, uh, let's close this up with a, with a little bit of chug. Chug, chug, chug. Chug, chug, chug. Um, so in, in, in my world, in the world of soccer today, um, Tim Howard is, is going to be, Tim Howard, who's the U.S. men's national team goalkeeper, he's also the keeper for Everton. Uh, Everton played yesterday, uh, and they won two nothing. He had a fantastic game. He saved a penalty. He had a he had a shutout. Um, but Tim Howard, who again played yesterday, is going to be in the commentators' booth today. Not like doing like the pregame show, but actually helping to do play by play for for Man City and Chelsea, which will be a, a phenomenal game. It's on in an hour um, from when we're talking right now. Um, <laughs> What what other sports should I mean? Are there are there any athletes like in baseball or football or basketball that that you'd want to see, you know, go from right from you know playing a game to to doing play by play? Or are there any sports where, where you think it's it, it you know should do this? Well, so my immediate thought when you were just talking about this was, oh man, like he must have had to leave the game and then immediately fly out there because I'm thinking he had to go from the U.S. to to London. Well, obviously that's not he's he's you know, staying in is the game at Manchester. Well, I, so I think I think they played in Everton yesterday. I think they played at Everton. And I think the game, but I mean, this is the thing. Like it's it's like a th- at, at most it's like a th- you know a three hour trip. It's like a three hour car ride. Right. So it, it, like if you did it in another sport, you would have to have like a Clippers player doing a Lakers game, or or, or, or you could have like. If if Peyton Manning played on Thursday night, I mean he could very easily do play by play for like a Sunday game. He could, but if you're, you know, do you want him doing extra travel to some other game just to commentate? Well, I mean, what if it's like, you know, from from Denver to I don't know, or, or you know, if it's if it's like a like a Giants player and then like you know like the the, the Jets are in town on on Sunday or you know eat to, you know from New York to Philly or, or something like that yeah I, I mean i think it it could work it would be an interesting thing to do i think it'd be more interesting for like a big game or the playoffs and then it's like don't you want your a announcing team for a big game like why would you want well, somebody who doesn't have experience well and and, and yeah you know, that's why i think you you'd want to do it during the the middle of the season cuz you'd want to do it while these guys have something, you know, like while they've been fresh, I think that that's kind of the interesting thing about, about Howard is, I mean, they're, they're pretty much right, not right in the middle of the season, but like 
right in that at the end of like the first third of the season now for 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 EPL. So um, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to be watching the game uh, because Spurs kick off in 58 minutes. Uh, but You're not counting or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> but but I um I actually I probably will go back and, and try to find a feed of it later to watch and to see how he does. So you know if you're if you're Peyton Manning or if you're Peyton Manning's coach and, and Peyton Manning gets invited to announce a game, do you want him in there talking about a defense that he's played against and like what he did against that defense? Or you know, are there trade secrets that could be given up because of this? I I, I think I think that's something that would have to. The way I can see it is kind of the way that like old referees come in and like like talk about, like like say oh well you know the the reason the ref called this is because of that I don't know like as as a fan I think I think it's neat I mean look we already have former players that come in and do a lot of the commentating I but I think it's one thing to be able to say hey look you know I, I played against this team three weeks ago you know they they did this exact same thing against against us. I don't think it's going to work against, you know, Team C, right? So, I don't know. I, I, it's, just, it's just hard to be deliberate in, when you're live commentating a game because you gotta keep, you just got to talk. Like, you're just oh, you're right. live. So, you can't really filter yourself, and there's a good chance you might be like, you might say something that you don't want to publicly say. Well, and, and, and to be honest, I think that that's why you're going to see guys who, who probably already have an eye in, in in the commentating booth, who already mm-hmm. had maybe one, one one foot out of the league. I mean, Howard is is like verging on his mid thirties already, and and probably has maybe like a couple more years. Well, he, I mean, keepers complain until they're they're like forty, but probably had, just has like a few more years and one more World Cup left in him. So I, I think for for him, I mean, this is kind of like a you know, it's it's, it's almost like a like a second job interview. So uh, all, how, all, all, all the best for him. How long is he? Is he doing the entire game? I think he is, yeah. So, like I said, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, big props to, to NBC Sports for, for kind of thinking outside the box on this, I, I think. Um, I think they've done a fantastic job with their soccer coverage. I love the fact that you can watch any game on, on your, your mobile device um, or, or on your computer. So, I mean, I think this is just another one of those things that they're doing to, to, make, to make the coverage better. Well, let, let's let's move on. Um, speaking of speaking of London, speaking of of, of England, uh, Roger Goodell says that, that he wants. You know, th- th- there's been a lot of talk about moving a team to London or putting a team in LA. He says that he'd like for both to happen. Which 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 city deserves a team first? I think. I mean, I don't know. I go back and forth because LA's had a chance, and they just don't seem interested in an NFL team there. Um, and London hasn't had a team. I think, I don't know. I, I just don't know how interested London would be in, so, in a team. Like, are they selling out those games when I the Jaguars think, come and the Vikings and like these I horrible teams? I think they are. I mean, I mean, this is, this is the interesting thing to me. So there's, so Spurs are getting ready to build a new stadium. And th- this has been in the works for, for a couple of years. There's, there's been, it, it's part of like a larger like neighborhood redevelopment plan. And we'll be able to go and, and see where that new stadium would be in a couple months when we're in London. Um, but one of the, one of the new reports that's come out over the last couple of days is that the stadium would be NFL ready, right? <laughs> so, so they, they would, they, they could reconfigure the, 
the the stadium to you know because the NFL sidelines are huge, right? So so there's there's talk about them making the stadium so potentially maybe a an NFL team could play there, um, which I, I think would be incredibly interesting. I mean, we're clearly moving towards more games in London because it used to be like there was that first game. One. And now there's at least two. I think next year's gonna be three games in London. Yeah, I, uh, I to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of it. I I think I think that it's it's gonna kind of be like Thursday games where you're gonna have guys who are jet lagged. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just it's not. And 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 you know I I think one of the things that I'm I'm gonna be really curious to f- to find out is when we're over there and when we're talking to people to see kind of what like the average sports fans take is. On, on you know, hey, you know, you're out, you're you're at a, a you know, you're at a bar watching a soccer game. Would you do this for for an American football game? And, and and I think I think or you know, would you buy tickets to go see you know the the London mon you know I mean the London Monarchs for the NFL Europe team, but if they call them the Monarchs again, you know, would would you you know would would you would you you know buy tickets for that? So. You know, that's that that that's what what I'm I'm curious about. I. I mean, I I don't know about LA. I, I I mean, to be honest, I I don't really know a whole lot about their their sports culture, but it just seems it just to seems me like, like they're not interested in NFL games. No, it it, it doesn't. It, but it it just seems odd to me that you know one of the biggest metropolitan areas in the world doesn't have an NFL team. Yeah, I mean that's that's definitely true. And and a a team in LA would be much more kind of practical to set up. You don't have to. Think, oh, there's a lot of totally. there's a lot of things you have to think about with moving to London. Uh, versus LA would be, you know, pretty easy to just say, oh, San Diego, you're moving to London. Yeah, or you know, we're just gonna add another team or something like that. Well, maybe they add two. Maybe they add one in London and one in LA. Yeah, I so, just think you'd have to do some really interesting things with the schedule to make London work, because you can't really have Seattle playing at London. Like, you no, have a lot of bye weeks to make that work. Yeah. Well, and speaking of that, the the the, the next item on the chart. <laughs> You have here six bye weeks. There are six NFL teams on bye this week. Last week there were two. Uh, is is this the NFL trolling fantasy football players? Um, qu- quite possibly. I don't. Because I mean, my my fantasy teams are all screwed up. Like every one of my fantasy teams is totally screwed up. I'm playing some ridiculous lineups now, partially because of injuries, uh, but a lot because I have a lot of guys from the Chargers on all my teams that are on buys and. I think Houston's on a buy in India. Yeah. I have players from all of these teams. Like these are all good teams that are on buys. Now, this I mean, with that weird thing, I don't, I don't understand this. Yeah, like, like the Bears are on a buy, so like I don't, I don't really have anything to watch for on this afternoon. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I had to do a little bit of fantasy scrambling myself this morning, so I, I mean, I, I feel you there, but I, I don't, I don't really know. It, it, it just, I, I've, I've. I mean, to tell you the truth, I found this NFL season so freaking boring, and as soon as Jay Cutler went down, and God knows what's going to happen with the Bears again, and another quarterback injury, um, it's just like, I'm, wonder, like, I'm just like preparing myself not to care. Do you think it's because you're primarily been in West Coast time, and so the games are just so early, you just don't catch them, and you're busy? I, I think that has something to do with it. Like, I I mean, it, it's it's like you, you, you like, I think you either put on Facebook or Twitter yesterday, how you liked having a later game from SU, so allowed you to actually like like have part of your day mm-hmm. before you like basically 
like 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 ended up right. saying yeah, like like doing a little bit of both. So yeah, like I, I feel like my entire Sundays are shot because by the time I wake up, it's like well, fuck, I'm done. Like yeah, because um, I've I've really enjoyed this NFL season. And I think it's you don't really. I mean, you have, you have Denver, but even Denver is not like like far and away better than everybody else. So I think there's yeah. been a lot of there's been a lot of interesting matchups. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think I think there's a lot of interesting storylines. I've I've enjoyed this NFL season, but fantasy wise, I'm not enjoying it. No. Well, well let's let's uh, let's let's move on to, to something something else fantasy related, and that's that's Halloween, nice. uh, where a lot of people get to, to dress up their, their fantasies. And um, or you know just uh, just act drunk in public, um, which could be a fantasy to some. That yeah. that could just be something that, that people would would want to do. Um, not not a big fan. The the, the Natty Bros. No, I think we're anti Halloween. Yeah, um, um, I, I like I like some of the the ways that women dress up for Halloween. I enjoy that, but. I, I myself am just have never been a big Halloween fan. Like it can be fun. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm like bah humbug, whatever. But yeah, it's just I, I don't I don't want to put in the like time and like figuring out a costume. And it, as good as my costume is, there's always going to be a better costume than mine. You know, like whatever Max wearing. Yeah, like somebody's going to wear something. Like I could have like the best costume, and somebody else is going to have a better costume. So it's like, what's the point of spending time and money to like have the Third best costume at the party. I I don't I don't know I, you know I mean for me it's it's particularly you know it like like I just my birthday's the next day so I you know I just I just don't care um so yeah I don't know like I've I I, I feel like it, it's it's always just kind of you know part of the run up to my to my birthday and I probably should enjoy it more but. I just never do. Well, it's like it's like St. Patrick's Day is the day before my birthday, and so it's yeah. always kind of overshadowed by my birthday and and basketball. Um, yeah, but yeah, if you have a birthday true. message for Anthony, you can tweet at us uh, at Natty Bros on his birthday, which is Friday. Yeah, and uh, you, say, you can say happy you, birthday. You you can help me say goodbye to my twenties. Oh man, <laughs> that's all right. There's that movie. This is forty. Oh okay. Yeah, that that'll make you feel better. Watch that one. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it will. And uh, and 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 speaking of 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 old creepy things, your mustache. Yeah, my mustache is <laughs> still there. It's still here. Uh, uh, two more weeks. You can't really. Maybe you can see it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah. If, if if you're watching in HD. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like a pixely weird thing on my lip. <laughs> uh, if you have not donated to my mustache fundraiser, we had Jacques uh, Arsenault on a couple weeks ago to talk about the mustaches for kids fundraiser, and I am. A participant. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna take part and help out, you can go to uh, m4kdc.org uh, or the link that's in the show notes to my direct mustache page, and uh, you know, leave us a dollar, leave us a thousand dollars, whatever you, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, and, and, and help support the Children's National Medical Center. Uh, it's a very great children's hospital in the DC metropolitan area, but serves kids from all over the country. So, do that, please. Well, and and with that, any uh, any any final thoughts? Any closing thoughts? What are you most looking forward to today, Sunday, a, a big day for sports? Well, I got a couple things I'm looking forward to. A couple food related things. Uh, we talked about chili, and I've been just thinking about chili for the last uh, fifty two minutes and forty five seconds that we've been on this yeah. podcast. So, 
uh, I am going to go to the grocery store and buy some chili-related materials. We also have, uh, we participated in a CSA, which is like the, the vegetable thing where you get, you get a selection of vegetables every week. And this was our last week for it. Uh, and we, we got a cabbage. So I'm going to make something cabbage-related, maybe uh, cabbage rolls. Damn. So, yeah. And then uh, at 1 o'clock, the Lions are playing the Cowboys. And I think people are going to come over and watch that. Um, nice. And, and one of the people coming over also requested that the Chelsea game be on. Uh, so we'll watch part of the Chelsea game. I, I don't even know who that would be. I have no yeah, idea who that who would be. God. So you, you heard it here first, folks. K Street, the official Lions bar of Washington, D.C. Are, are you going to put the flag out? Oh, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe like by halftime. <laughs> that was All a right, Lions flag when we did the Lions bar. I, uh, I would like to give that flag again. Lions are playing well. Maybe that's why I'm interested in the NFL, because like the Lions are actually like respectable. Every week I expect them to lose, and they don't. Yeah. Except last week. Well, and, and with that, I am going to uh, run, go put some pants on, and go watch Spurs. Go so, soccer. Shocker. Soccer. I know. So and, until then, uh, if you're not already again, you can uh, follow us uh, on Twitter at Natty Bros. Go to our website, nattybros.com, where you can subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, also, uh, like our Facebook page. Tell your friends to like our Facebook page. Yeah, share our Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, that's that's that, the best way to stay up to date. I feel like we're updating the Facebook page probably more than we update Twitter now. Yeah, and, and, and it's, it's a, a, a more, uh, you know, a, a better way to interact with your bros. Yeah. Until then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you have ideas for shows, topics, want a guest, um, get in touch with us in one of the ways Anthony just described. And, yeah. Uh, or or we, can, we can make it happen doing yeah. that with you. And Nettie Bros Podcast at gmail.com. Until then, YOLO. YOLO. Thank mm-hmm. you.